Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere, and today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is Ben Dialli. Hey, what's up, man? All right, for tonight's episode here at Camp Crystal Lake, recently there was an article from Jeremy Adkins over at HorrorGeekLife.com. I think this was maybe about, it's been a little while, it's been recent, but I'm thinking it was like maybe five or six weeks ago, something like that. But anyways, in his article, he was placing Chris Higgins as the top Friday the 13th final girl. And really the decision is a very tough one considering the greatness of Adrian King and part one is Alice and her battle with Mrs. Voorhees and of course Amy Steele as Ginny in part two and her trying to psych out Jason in the cabin, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in Jeremy's article, he sides with Chris Higgins for her having a previous encounter with Jason compared to Alice and Jenny basically just being innocent counselors. And along with her hanging Jason and ultimately hitting him in the head with an axe. Now, we certainly give Chris her props for that, no doubt. But as far as her previous encounter with Jason, that's something that is... Well, we really weren't given much information about that. So for it to really be a deciding factor compared to Alice and Ginny and their individual situations, I mean, Chris had a brief skirmish and blacked out, and we really don't know a ton else. There's some speculation there, but other than she did have the guts to return. And so with that in mind, does that sway us here at Return to Camp Blood to call Chris the ultimate girl? Well, tonight you will find that out. And back in March of 2017, on episode 89, Lando and I discussed Jenny as the top Friday girl and her contributing attributes that could place her in that number one spot. And now after reading Jeremy's article recently, what better time to revisit that topic since Ben is new to the crew here and we have some fresh blood on the topic and see if Jenny is still at our top notch on the list. Now, Ben... You've read the article, and just what were your initial thoughts considering who you think is should be in the top final girl spot, and did this article sway your opinions in any way, shape, or form? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, it's it's a great article. I understand where you know he was coming from. Chris is she is up there. I think nobody can argue that she is definitely top five, top three, maybe of final girls for. For a lot of people, everybody loves part three. Everybody loves Chris. But for me, I agree with you, man. It, it has always been Jenny for me. I didn't see how that that prior you know, altercation with Jason really makes her the final girl. I kind of see it as as Chris, like you said, returning to the spot. But I like she knew something was out there in the woods. Um, there's that famous when they're driving by, you know, and they're loading uh, Harold and all the bodies up there from the store at the beginning. And she's just looking and, and she knows she, she kind of just knows that things aren't right. She knew something was out there. And when you look at like Jenny, 
she had no idea Jason was coming. Jason was just a legend. He was just a tale. You know, she was really the first kind of by surprise seeing Jason. So I don't see how the prior uh, altercation with Jason really puts her up there. She she beat Jason up. I mean, Chris did a great job. Yes, the axe and she hung him. I mean, the, the final scene in the barn is great Friday the 13th. No doubt about that. But a lot of the other final girls, we've we've seen Jay, we see Jason beat up a lot by the other final girls in the other movies. So I don't I don't see that. Yeah, I think Jeremy did a great job with the article. It was well written. He had some great points in there. And anybody that does put Chris in the number one spot, I can't fault you for that because it really is a stretch here as to who, in my opinion, with we get into part four, and of course we have Tommy Jarvis makes a totally different situation. We uh, especially like with Tina and her telekinetic powers. Not really a comparison here, and of course Alice and Mrs. Voorhees. I mean, really, if you're going to make any comparison, it's got to be Jenny and Chris. That's just my opinion, and I can, like I said, or well, you just said she did put the boots to Jason, put the axe to Jason, whatever you want to call it. So definitely great shit there. But then again, if you, if you throw in the previous encounter factor, I can see where he's coming from. And that does certainly add to, um, add, add, it definitely adds hash marks into what the deciding factor should be. And I don't think that that does it for me. And like I said, we just didn't, we didn't receive enough information about what that encounter was. So props to her for going back and dealing with the trauma from the previous encounter and going back to the location. Definitely. You get, you get points for that one. But to me, that's not enough to put her on top of, of Jenny in that final spot. So uh, let's, let's look at, let's look at the other situation here. And the thing that does it for me with Jenny compared to Chris and yeah, Chris definitely puts it to him. I get that. But what does it for, for Jenny over Chris for me still? Cause like I said, after reading the article, I did, ha- I did think back, I'm like, Hmm, is that enough to sway my, my thinking, you know, this a year and a half later from the episode that Lando and I did about Jenny as the top final girl. I mean, it's been a while. Your thoughts change. Is that something that would sway me? And the answer is no, I don't think that it is. And with Jenny, bottom line with her is she's trying to she does fight Jason yes but the thing with her is she is under crazy stress and all of a sudden decides hey I'm gonna get the sweater and I'm gonna try to fool Jason with trickery and we don't see that with anybody else it's it's totally different like I said in part seven and of course with uh in part four with Jarvis and with those two I think that that really is the deciding factor between Chris and Jenny is trying to fool Jason. Basically it is with his own shit. I mean, getting the sweater out and he's basically in a trance. And to me, that's just some badass shit. And that, that will make her at that number one spot. I think uh, no matter what points anybody else does raise, uh, like I said, Jeremy's article is great, but it's just not enough to sway my decision. Yeah. Jenny used brains, not, not that the other final girls didn't use their brains. Obviously they had to be you know smart enough to kill them and survive, but she really used her brains and, and the whole folk folklore, the tale, the legend of Jason, everything that she kind of heard from Paul and the others in the bar and, and really used it to her advantage. I think it was so good that really we've never seen any of the final girls do that before. It was so good that, that Freddie actually had to use 
kind of the Mrs. Voorhees thing to trick Jason. So, so good that Freddie used it. Uh, but I think right, Friday, right. I think um, Friday 13th was really kind of, kind of special because like you said, we had, we have Tommy Jarvis. We don't have a Lori Strode or, or a Nancy or anything. So we have, we have the privilege, I guess you could say of, of saying we have a different final girl in every film. So there's so many to pick, pick from, but definitely Jenny and Chris are so close, close really to, to compare. I mean, I mean, Steve Miner, I guess, directed part two and three. So of course the final girls, they're pretty similar, but, but she really used her brains more so than, than Chris. Absolutely. Like I said, and with part one, totally different monster with Alice and Mrs. Voorhees. And like I said, it, really these are the only two that you can compare for a top final girl now for those out there who do think alice is the top final girl you're definitely entitled to your own opinions and we respect those two but just a totally different monster when you're dealing with uh with jenny and chris and like i said the the whole sweater thing just does it for me she might not uh i guess kick jason's ass as much as chris did if you want to call it that but just getting the sweater out and trying trying to 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 play the mind game with him and it was working and it was working and then well and then it didn't work so much so and then what i really like about her in part 2 compared to chris is jenny was her composure was so much stronger than chris now chris obviously being frantic and dealing with this guy you know big ass guy in a fucking hockey mask trying to kill me <clears throat> so you're definitely going to be panicked and freaking out i get that and of course, at the end, she she had done lost her shit in the squad car, and Jenny, like I said, not as not quite as long of a drawn out, I guess, fight sequence if you want to call it that. But I just thought Jenny's character had a lot more composure, and of course, she's worried about Paul, and of course, to think to use the sweater and try to play the mind games with him during this attack and everything. And I I think that was a swaying factor too, was her composure compared to Chris. Yeah, she knew exactly where she was, what was going on. She knew she was being loaded in the the back of the ambulance. Where's Paul? Uh, Chris was. I, did did she even say a word? I mean, she was just you know frantic, laughing, kind of giggling and looking around, freaking out. So, uh, yeah, Jenny definitely held herself held herself uh, together a, a lot a lot better. And I mean, I don't know if that makes you uh, a little bit you know the more better final girl but i think it does say a lot maybe for her her character in general that she was just you know maybe stronger minded yeah for sure and i guess when you're taking into consideration that she did have this previous encounter so if when she does have this second encounter and she still obviously freaked the fuck out and for rightful reasons but like i said if you knew or maybe anticipated that i mean Granted, she she wasn't certain that she was going to have this second encounter or whatever, but I guess the potential for there being one, and then it does happen, you would think that maybe she would have a little bit more composure or be like, you know, all, all right, asshole. I mean, this is how, you know, this is how it's going to be now. And I just really didn't see that with her. So, but you really don't, I guess, really see how freaked out she was until... I guess probably when she's in the back of the car being walked away with the officers, just basically that that whole police scene there. And she looks like somebody that's on their way to probably a mental facility because she just looks that absolute distraught and rightfully so. I mean, the guy, somebody's trying to kill her, this guy wearing the mask. And uh, I don't know. I just, I think the whole composure thing is a factor for me. And uh, I don't know. I guess if, if I 
if I had had one encounter, if I thought that I might have the potential for a second encounter, I'd probably be more composed, maybe more so like Ginny was in part two. But I don't know. Like That's all just a matter of speculation. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think if if Ginny had a second encounter or a previous encounter with Jason, I think she would have kicked his ass and, and survived. You know, I think she could have done it two times also. I think Chris is maybe... I don't want to say lucky enough, but, you know, she is the lucky one that, that did have two kind of, you know, uh, battles with Jason. Uh, maybe I, Rennie's, I guess, maybe uh, when Jason was pulling her down. I don't know if you consider those hallucinations or, or whatnot in part eight. But, uh, yeah, Chris was kind of special, I guess, having two. But but I think Jenny could take him again, man. Yeah. Well, in the thing with Chris is her first encounter, we just don't have enough information to really know exactly what the encounter was. I mean, it's said that she blacked out. So what really happened? I mean, I don't know. So with Jenny, we know what we see. There is no speculation. It is what you see on the screen is her encounter. Of course, her being like Jeremy said about Alice and Jenny being just innocent counselors. And, of course, in part two, we have the famous campfire scene where Paul, in the uh, the the infamous line, I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. So as far as we know, that's basically her first knowledge of Jason. And then we have Sackhead Jason. And, of course, I guess one thing to think about, too, is part three Jason, bigger Jason, more intimidating, more hulking Jason. Now, that would be more of a fight on your hands, too. So you got to keep that into consideration. But still, regardless, when you have a man who is swinging machetes and uh, throwing knives and trying to chop you up with various things, I mean, still, regardless, even if the part three Jason was a little bit bigger, that's still some pretty serious shit there, regardless. So I don't know. I just I think uh, I think Ginny really held it together considering the circumstances, which is almost. It's almost she's almost so composed that it's like it's almost to the point of being unbelievable, but it's right at that teetering line because some people, when they get in serious situations like that, they really are unbelievably composed. Now that's a rare breed of person. That is something that does happen. So apparently that's just how her character was. So if we were to flip flop them, I mean, I don't know who would have came out on top. Well, we don't know because we didn't see that. So I don't know. I just I take part two for what we see, whereas part three, we just have we just have some unknown information. So I can't I don't the unknown information or the first encounter just is not enough to sway my opinion of putting Chris on top of Jenny in the top spot. Well, I think I think Jenny was kind of more of a badass. If you look at uh, earlier in part two, you see her with the chainsaw, you know, cutting the logs and she's out there running with the counselors in training. You didn't really see that from Chris. I mean, Chris was more of a simple kind of girl. So I think that definitely uh, works to Jenny's advantage and her composure. But one thing I think we haven't mentioned yet, man, is maybe the the little bit of help from the guys in this situation. I mean, I know uh, obviously Jenny had Paul that, you know, kind of wrestled with Jason a little bit. But Chris also had uh, Ali, I think. I mean, he didn't really do much. He popped up, got his arm cut off and, you know, chopped up. But True. enough enough to distract Jason enough for for Chris to get the axe in him. So you know there was always a, a little help there from the guy guy characters. Not too much in the earlier films. I you know more so in the later ones. But they they did have a little helping hand in there. And I don't know how much you know that could 
kind of factor in. Like I said, he Ali distracted Jason enough for Chris to get that. Uh, you know, I, I think Paul probably maybe distracted Jason enough for for Jenny to get her hit too. But take that into consideration also. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably, which one is more of a factor? Eh, that's a matter of a, of a uh, of a debate, I guess. But I would say probably Ali's was probably a little bit more so in um in chris's favor and with jason being i guess stronger bigger hulk you know more of a hulk uh, maybe that was more of a <clears throat> more of a help but then again uh would it if if those weren't in there could the same uh circumstances could have happened well yeah they certainly could have so i don't know i mean i just uh what i see with the characters in general i just i, I still have to give it to Jenny, uh, Amy Steele and Jenny in part two. I just, I love the, the whole sweater thing and trying to, to fool Jason, um, with the whole, with the whole, uh, mama Voorhees thing. And we didn't see anything like that. Like you said, throughout all the films until way later on. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, those, that's the main thing for me. I mean, you can debate the fighting, all day long and who did more damage to Jason or whatever. But when it comes down to it, the whole sweater situation to me, that is um, that's the factor right there. And I think one thing that's, that's kind of interesting. If you look at Jason's, I guess you'd say biggest enemies or, or, you know, uh, biggest nemesis, uh, Tommy Jarvis and Freddie versus uh, and Freddie and Freddie versus Jason, Freddie kind of used the uh, Mrs. Voorhees sweater trick, you know, to trick Jason and and Tommy kind of tricked Jason in the final chapter, but it all comes back to Jenny. She was the first one to really do it, so that that puts her up there also. Oh, absolutely! And you just see the way that she basically put Jason in a trance, and the whole dynamic of the movie kind of shifted right there. And then all of a sudden, Jason obviously sees Mother's head, and shit hits the fan. But still, for that small point in time, we've seen Jason. And granted, it's only part two in the film, but e- even in all the rest of the films, I mean, really, Jason was at his most vulnerable spot at that one particular time and that one particular scene. And like I said, that just that does it for me as far as as far as giving final girl top honors. Oh, yeah, I don't think anybody can really compare. We we had said earlier, Tina with her special powers, it's really not a fair fight there. Uh Pam, you know, she was fighting Roy, and and again, she had Tommy. Megan had Tommy. There was uh, again uh, Nick helping Tina. Everybody had a lot of help, and uh, Jenny and Chris, very very similar, great comparison. But I think Jenny just has that that upper that upper hand, man. Just with with that trickery there, we hadn't we didn't see that type of just smart thinking. I, I feel like Chris's was more. Uh, God, how do I explain it? Chris's was more like she was backed in a corner. She had to fight, you know. She she had no no reason reason not to not to do. She had to to swing. She had to to fight back, or she was going to die. And Jenny really took a risk. I mean, shit, she didn't know if that was going to work. Jason could have walked in there, looked right at her, and just nope, you know, and it's over with. Absolutely. So that's that's definitely you know she had some balls. She was a risk taker, and and. We didn't see that from Chris, so I I agree with you 100%, man. I put Jenny up there. Yeah, and I was going to mention that, too, as far as the whole sweater thing. That that definitely, like you said, it was a risk. Jason could have walked in and been like, I don't fucking think so, and boom, lights (laughs) out. 
I mean, and that that could have happened easily. They could have done that in the movie. And would that have worked? Yeah, that would have worked, too. And if that were the case, then I would have given the number one spot to Chris and we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. But um, then they, they really wouldn't be a comparison other than in the sense that really they're the only two that basically had a, a one-on-one. Yeah, they did have a little bit of help. I get it. But you still got to call it basically a one-on-one compared to the other films. So they're, to me, those are really the only two that should be in a comparison as far as the top final girl. I mean, uh, like I said, we can, we can give examples of the other films all day long, but really these are the only, when you have only two that you can even compare circumstances with, those should be, those should be your finalists right there. Now, of course I'd be open to hearing other people's opinions and I respect all of those, but still uh, as far as top final girl goes, I mean, all things considered, I think, um, you know, I appreciate Jeremy's article. I, I can understand his thought process, um, just not enough to sway my decision as far as putting Jenny as number one. Yeah, and I'm a big Alice fan. We had mentioned her earlier. She was great. She fought back. She had no idea, no clue that the murders were going to happen. But I really feel that's kind of, kind of like Jenny. The murders were, you know, five long years ago, and they were in a different camp, and you know, we didn't know Jason was real. He was just a legend at that time. So, uh, again, she had no idea that that was even coming. She had the brains to to outsmart him. She took the risk. She did battle it out with him a little bit. You know, she she gave him a run for his money. And and I think that really, it really kind of, I know it was only the second film, obviously, but it really did kind of establish some of the the Friday Thirteenth, the legend, the lore that that we all know. Like, yes, it is possible to to kind of trick Jason, and we see it in the later films, and that was all established by Jenny. Oh, absolutely! And like I said, with all things considered, that is that will probably even if we revisit this a year from now, or there's another article out there that kind of kind of throws gas on the fire and makes you think a little bit different, because maybe someday. I, well, I shouldn't say I'll, I, I highly doubt I'll ever change my mind about this particular topic, but there are things with Friday that I have changed my mind on over the years for whatever reason, as you get older or your thoughts change or you hear other people's um, opinions and listening to other people's shows and stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. I mean, just like right here, this was perfect. Jeremy's article was, was perfect discussion material because I had never really thought about that first encounter of Chris really being a factor into why somebody might think Chris is the final girl that never really even crossed my mind. So uh, awesome on his behalf to throw that out there and just get the wheels turning for other people. So even if it was just us that thought, Hey, wait a minute, maybe we need to revisit this and see if, if maybe that is a deciding factor as far as putting Chris on the top pedestal. But no, I don't think it'll ever change my mind as far as that goes, but I can certainly see how some people might think, yeah, she is a badass. She's been out here before. She did have an encounter with this crazy asshole before, and she's coming back. And then, well, and then it happens again. So obviously you don't know when you return. I mean, people return to, granted, this is the movies, I get that, but still people return to the scenes of crimes and stuff. And generally what, what happens? Well, the same thing doesn't happen again. So, I mean, statistically, was that going to happen? No, not really. But then again, this is a movie. So, yeah, I mean, big props. I mean, looking at that circumstance, because like I said, I never really considered it before. But 
throwing it in there now. Yeah, big props to Chris, and uh, I've I've always thought that anyway, but it's just not enough for me to pass the torch to her to number one. Like I said, you can't beat the sweater and trying to play the mind trick on Jason when it's a huge fucking risk. And fortunately for her, it, it worked. I mean, for a short time, but still it worked. And I don't know. That's just um, that's pretty much it for me. I don't think anything else can really sway my decision as far as uh, dethroning Jenny, if you will. Yeah, absolutely, man. Great article. Uh, Friday 13 fans are obviously the best, and it's great to kind of dig it, uh, dig up a good discussion or a debate like this. But I agree with you. I don't think anything's going to change my mind on Jenny. I've been pretty pretty set on her for a while, and you know. We don't have the Laurie Strode. Everybody loves Laurie Strode because she's been in so many Halloween films or or Nancy. They're returning characters. And, I mean, obviously we all like Tommy Jarvis. That's a whole different discussion. But I don't think even if we get a new Friday film or, you know, the video game, whatever, I don't think any final girls, any Friday characters, are they're going to top Jenny or what, what she has done. If you look at the the characters in the 2009 film, they're just nowhere near – even near Chris or, or Alice or any any of our final girls from the earlier films. And we always come back to the earlier films and and I've I've always loved Jenny and I don't think anything will change my mind on that, man. Yeah. I mean, just to just to break it down uh before we sign off here, Chris would be my number two. If we were gonna compose a list, Chris would definitely be my number two because like I said, I don't think the others are a fair comparison just considering all the circumstances throughout the other movies, these two are, are right there as far as uh, confrontation, I guess, with Jason. So Chris will always be my number two as far as that goes. Yeah, I think I think really Jenny and Chris are everybody's probably, you know, top five, top three, and I'm right there with you again. I'd say she's number two, If I mean, if not a very close three. I, I got to – you got to have love for Alice, Adrian King, you know, the original, but – uh and I do like Tina, but the her with her powers, it's just there's no comparison. It, it's a whole different story. You're dealing with a different Jason, you know, zombie Jason at that point. And it's it's really just it's it's kind of a different friend, you know, story franchise at that at that point. So yeah, Jenny number one, Chris number two, and I don't know, like I said, maybe Alice. You gotta have love for Trish. Yeah, well, once again, I mean, different circumstances, but if you were to look at direct confrontation, we obviously had Tommy with that direct confrontation there at, at the end, as far as the machete to the head and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I love the character of Trish, too, but just a little bit little bit different circumstances. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say, <clears throat> if we were going to compose that list, it would be uh, Alice the character of Alice would definitely be in that third spot, just considering all circumstances. So maybe that's something we can iron out later for a top five or something like that. But I think, uh, like I said, for comparison purposes from this article, like I said, great job, uh, Jeremy Adkins over at horrorgeeklife.com. Just do a Google search of uh, Horror Geek Life, Chris Higgins. It'll pop right up if you want to check out the article. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anything else you want to throw in here before we uh, sign off for the night? Uh, no, no, I think we covered it all, man. Um, I mean, Amy Steele, uh, is, is great in person. Uh, I know you've met her. Uh, I think we were together when we met her actually. So just throw that out there, you know, Jenny, uh, the ultimate final girl, in my opinion, and, and Amy still great with the fans and, and the horror community also. Absolutely. Both of them great with the fans. And yes, we did get a chance to meet Jenny with seven other 
I think cast members at the Friday two reunion last year, uh, Indianapolis, great time. Uh, been I've met Amy Steele several times. She's always great with the fans and uh, appreciates the Friday community. So, yeah. Uh, once again, great article. Check it out, Jeremy Atkins over at horrorgeeklife.com. And definitely uh, keep keep throwing out the articles. Uh, we love reading those to all the the great horror websites out there and theories and all that stuff. And we love to we love to chit chat about that on the show as well. And uh, like I said, check on check them out over at horrorgeeklife.com. And that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Also check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Podcast. To check out our back episodes, you can find those on our website, campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. This episode was brought to you by HorrorGeekLife.com. Until next time.